0: Sorry, what did I miss? Everything.
1: Ditwit, blubber, oddman, tweak!
2: Anglo, fees. Gettle's gone. Well no
1: done, service. Russia, not words you hear often from political commentators. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I might as well just growl, that'd be about it. I hear an awful lot of judgment in your voice. Okay, so, my mom listened to our last episode. and okay first she was like I have no idea what you're talking about but it was really nice to hear your voice it was like you were in the room with me uh and then she said so what's this about you getting sworn in there's a ceremony I apparently forgot to tell them about that (laughs) (laughs) ouch (laughs) oops (laughs) sorry mom sorry dad I should have told you about the Admission ceremony. You shouldn't have found out about it on the podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode three. Yes, three. We made it to the magic number three uh, episode of Anglophies. I'm Raiden. I'm Alina. And I'm Kaylee. And we're here to talk about a whole bunch of stuff, but I think the, the biggest topic we're going to be talking about is the fake geek girl bullshit. Have, <sighs> we all have feelings <laughs> <laughs> But are they fake feelings
1: or real feelings? We need a man to qualify this
2: Exactly And um, probably I have a feeling that gendered bullying on the internet is going to come up Because I'm going to make it <laughs> <laughs> And uh, But first We are going to talk about Um, Kate Middleton's Although really we shouldn't call her Kate Middleton anymore Because she's not Kate Middleton She's Kate Windsor The Duchess
0: of Cambridge
2: The Duchess of Cambridge Cambridge and her magic uterus And (laughs) Britain is
0: saved We're no longer in a recession Everything is fine because the baby's coming Rejoice we don't have to pay attention to the bad things anymore Exactly That's what the the newspapers tell me You know I will say my, f- my favorite thing that came out of it is when they announced it, and of course all the news channels stopped reporting news to talk about it, and they genuinely said, hmm, some politicians haven't tweeted about it yet, I wonder why that is, it's because they're doing their jobs. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather they do the jobs and tweet about this, they shouldn't be tweeting when they're doing their jobs, if I can't, they can't. Great.
1: I can see Kaylee now, give me at least the list of everybody who hasn't tweeted, those I'm going to vote back in, Yeah. <laughs> everybody else is out of a job.
0: Well, our prime minister has never looked as delighted as he does when he's talking about royalty. It really—it's creepy. So,
2: yeah,
0: well, it's going to be <laughs> hard to avoid for the next few months. But if nothing else, it has revealed some very interesting things about what the press thinks about royalty and what the press thinks about female royalty.
1: Well, actually, there's there's a tidbit that came up in the news here in Canada, and and that is um, that if this. Ch- If the baby turns out to be a girl, Canada and other Dominion um, countries are poised to enact a law to allow her to be the heir even if a little brother is born, which has kind of been in the works, but, and I think wisely, they've decided not to waste time on it until that situation actually presents itself. So now they're all kind of waiting to see if they're going to have to.
0: Yeah, I believe the law, I don't think the law has entirely gone through in Britain yet, but it has been in the works for a while now. Um, of, oh, everyone's been very interested in gossiping a lot lately because Duchess of Cambridge was admitted to hospital for a condition that is a- 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 akin to acute morning sickness, although much oh, worse. It's
1: horrifying.
0: Yeah,
2: and it sounds awful. Hyperemesis gravitarum. Oh. Yes,
0: that's it. Thank you, Latin. Um,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and quite. I, I have to agree with you, Kelly. I think you were the one who tweeted that if uh, Prime Minister Cameron were... Having any emotions about the state of my uterus I would be puking on yes. all the time too
0: I would I would be very very ill He, he said he was delighted and couldn't wait to tell everybody else It was just Were you but this excited
2: about your what? own children? Probably not
0: But what's interesting Um is some of the reactions to her having this illness and people saying, oh, it's just a bit of morning sickness. It's like, no, no this is really serious. This could no. lead to extreme dehydration. I believe it's what one of the Bronte sisters actually died of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this, is, this um, is quite... But now that she's fulfilled her duty as the, the, you know, the princess consort, it's... I just feel even more sorry for her than I did before. I had the sort of reaction that everyone else did when the wedding was announced, Of I don't care. <laughs> I really didn't... I didn't watch the royal wedding. I just couldn't have cared less about it. I didn't think that it was that big a deal, particularly in the 21st century where the monarchy really don't do anything except look good on our money. Um, But as time has gone past and we've seen her sort of being trotted out to these charity events, wearing pretty dresses and standing there with lovely hair and not really doing anything, I've just felt really sorry for her because Mm -hmm. she's a very highly educated woman who... Clearly, has more interests and much more personality than we really, our press really wants her to have. I think that's. Well, she's, allowed to, have,
1: really, yeah, she's not really allowed to have, really, by social convention. Yeah, she's
0: not allowed to have. And that's quite interesting, given that our royal family has a habit of making a lot of gaffes and getting involved in stuff they shouldn't do.
1: Mm-hmm. And yet, when a woman who married into it does it, she's not allowed.
0: Yes. that's. They're, they're trying to spin a sort of narrative. I mean, they keep going on about how she's not the princess of Wales she's not Diana mm-hmm. but they're doing the exact same things in the press that they did with her you know constantly going on about her weight and what she wears and oh is she happy at home and oh what will she say here what happens if it goes wrong and then kind of dragging her family through the whole thing as well mm-hmm. and it's just been so strange to watch and as someone who thinks that the monarchy is obsolete and should be gotten rid of I just kind of want to hug her and make sure she's okay and even more now we're for the next you know 50 years, whatever, or she's just going to be played entirely based on what she's wearing, how good a mother she is, everyone's going to criticize her parenting technique. If she has a nanny, or she's not a good mother, or she's not using a nanny, why is she not using one? This child is going to be king or queen one day, they should have the best. And she's never really going to get up and start talking about the real issues of Britain that we're supposed to represent, because she's not allowed to. Mm
2: -hmm. So when everyone
0: sort of goes on about her having this fairy tale life, or this really strange group of people on Tumblr who are entirely dedicated to hating her for some reason Ugh. that I don't understand. Um, who also started going on about how she was clearly faking the pregnancy to get out of work because she's so lazy. Oh god. She's like, why would you it... first why would you fake acute morning sickness? <laughs> why would you marry into something where you're gonna have no freedom? You're gonna have no opinions to yourself. Your entire job is to look good and occasionally sort of hold your husband's hand as he gives a, you know, a ribbon cutting ceremony at some hospital or whatever. Why would you dedicate your life to that? It's not cushy. It's not. I mean, if you wanted that sort of life, you would marry a you know a rich businessman or even a lord.
1: You wouldn't mm-hmm, marry
0: your yeah. king of Great Britain and the Commonwealth.
1: No. And I do feel especially sorry that it's like even her health now conspired to rob her of a little privacy. Like they they didn't get any time to even have this pregnancy to themselves.
0: Well, one of the things that really pissed me off was these group of people on Tumblr who really. I, I think, did Prince William have sex with them and not call back or something? She <laughs> of just unbridled, shared jealousy and hatred and a lot of sexism and class um, elements of snobbery as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sort of laugh about the fact that she's called middle class even before her parents are millionaires, because that's how the class system in the UK works. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but the way that they're sort of dragging her through the mud is like, oh, her mother was an airline attendant, and look how trashy her family are and so common. And <sighs>
1: it's a case of, and who the hell are you? Yeah. Uh, no.
0: So, yeah. but the, some of this stuff has just been kind of weird to watch. But the, um, apparently, she told her family first—her mum and dad and her sister—that she was pregnant, and not the royal family. Um, and they were sort of kicking up crap over that. And it was like, why well, didn't she tell them? It's like because she's less than twelve weeks gone. Most right. women
2: tell yeah, anyone. She, 12, they months. wouldn't have announced it if they hadn't had to explain why she was in the hospital. Really?
1: Exactly. You know, that's very early. That kind of jealousy, uh, to me, it always smacks off. Well, you know if he if he's not if it's never gonna be me then it better be someone so much better than me mm-hmm. and if it isn't then fuck her because it could have been you know what i mean like no it's just no it's pathetic.
0: The one that really surprised me is it's not just Duchess of Cambridge that has this level of hatred. The future Queen of Denmark, who is an Australian woman who married into the family, Mm. has a severe hate dumb, And I couldn't understand why. I mean, I don't know much about her other than she has a really amazing surname that happens to be mine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, go her. Tenth cousin or whatever, maybe. Um, she She seems like a perfectly pleasant woman who's doing a really good position with what she's been given. Once again... You, there's really only so much you can do in terms of your influence when you are a member of the royal family. I couldn't understand why people would spend so much time hating these people. I mean, hate the system. Hate the entire idea that your head of state can't be elected. Don't hate a woman because she's wearing a nice dress and visiting a hospital.
1: <laughs> I get that we still have this culture of, you know, the fairy tales and the stories we were raised on, they kind of... Even the epic fantasy of the written kind of glorifies the, the royalty... Um, and a lot of people specifically women are still raised with that ideal of being the princess or the prince charming but surely at some point you're old enough to see that what exists right now really has nothing to do with that tell you know divorce the fantasy from reality you're old enough for that now
0: you'd think they have stopped repeating this sort of narrative after all of the horrible things her british royal family have done from princess diana to the sort of dragging sarah ferguson through the mud to prince charles getting involved in political dealings he shouldn't be to the fact that prince andrew is hanging out with a kazakhstani
2: crook every time the duke of edinburgh the... opens his mouth
0: <laughs> oh god yeah actually when when <laughs> prince philip turned 90 i believe the guardian had a a webpage of the 90 most offensive things he's ever said Yes,
2: <laughs> I saw that <clears throat>
0: but I think I think our sort of half of the attachment To the modern day royal family With people like Will and Kate and Prince Harry To an extent is It's the exact same thing as watching the Kardashians Except it's classier <laughs> You want to yeah. know about these people You want to see what they're wearing You want to pretend that you're part of this sort of you know, very rich fantasy life, except you don't want to pretend that you're watching a reality TV show. And it's exactly what you're doing.
1: Their and also job with the job is to be there's gossip. Like that's all their job is.
0: But with the royalty, there's also this element of because they're funded by taxpayers as if we as if they owe us something.
1: Mm-hmm. You saw
0: a lot of this happen when um Catherine had the naked photos Mm-hmm. That were published of her, which was disgusting. Some pervert with telescopic lens got onto private yeah, it, and pictures of her. Yeah, and exactly. it's just
1: stripped
2: no, for Harry, somebody. Like, no Harry goes to Vegas and lets everything hang out. And everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. oh Harry. We know and Harry. And then Kate goes to France at a private party behind a wall, half a mile from the nearest road. There's some hedges involved, I believe. <laughs> Yep. And takes I mean, off her shirt And oh my god that horror
0: There was actually someone took a picture of the road That the photographer took the photo from It's miles away The, the lens this yep. guy must have been using was insane But some of the, the attacks against her Really verged into rape culture there was mm-hmm. this idea of, oh, well, she's famous, she's in the public eye, she should have seen this happening. Why would she take her top off in public? She knows that there are people probably photographing her. Even if she is on private property, she should know better. You know, it was the short skirt argument.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: and thanks. it was
0: that was heartbreaking to watch. I mean, they are suing the, the magazines as they should because it is a breach of privacy.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: the sheer difference between what happened with Prince Harry and what happened with her
1: is very, just, very hard to ignore. Can you imagine having a life where... Your breasts are nas- international news Well that Her entire body is international
0: news The moment yeah, she yeah. slouches a bit funny Or she refuses a glass of wine Or you know she's got an odd fitting belt On her jacket everyone's like oh she's pregnant She's pregnant with twins oh will Harry like this Oh will William like this oh what's Peppa's bum Going to say <laughs> <laughs> Oh and now they're, they're doing the Backlash of Peppa Middleton despite the fact that they've Spent about a year and a half building her up as an It girl Mm. Hmm. And I find that really hypocritical, even for her book is kind of awful.
1: Uh, that, that's the part about, about all this I never understood, is why all of a sudden Pippa Middleton was somebody.
0: Well, because it was creating a similar narrative to what they've had with the royal family for years. There's the good sibling and there's the bad sibling. You had it mm-hmm. with Prince William, Prince Harry. You had it with um, Queen Elizabeth and Princess Margaret. You even had it with um, Edward VIII and then George VI. The idea that there's the, the good one who's the sort of stoic leader who will lead us through the, the dark ages and be a symbol of our nation, and then there's the one who likes to get pissed. <laughs> it's, it sucks, because, I, I mean, it's an incredibly sexist system, even though we have a queen. She's mm-hmm. still, I mean, she's now in her 80s, so she's, it's a little different, but our system is still heavily favoured towards treating women like sluts. I mean, Camilla Parker Bowles still gets it, even though, mm-hmm. th- you know, sane people have moved on from that.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's something about British tabloid culture that like seems to weed out the same people Well
0: that's what happened recently We got the results back from the Leveson inquiry Which was what happened in the midst of the news of the world getting caught out fo- Hacking into the phones of celebrities and murdered teenagers The report came back a week before the pregnancy was announced mm-hmm. And the suggestion was that they put in place some sort of... Um, basically put in place a law that meant that these people had to regulate themselves. And of course, the press kicked up crap about, oh, you're taking away our freedom of speech, and, you know, we should be allowed to self-regulate. And it's like, you've been allowed to self-regulate for 80 years, and it's about seven <laughs> <and> times <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, this is perfect timing for the fetus to come along and to sort of distract them all from that. But watching <sighs> them play the moral arbiters has been quite sickening, considering mm-hmm. that when before she got married, they basically spent, you know, years
1: stalking Kate Middleton and taking pictures up her skirt it reminds me of when (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's just a bit it reminded me of when harry was given an interview and he was of course asked about like well um when are you gonna settle down with somebody and and he he gave this light answer something about finding the 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 right girl who wants the job and a blogger who was writing about the interview mentioned you know he didn't phrase this by accident it is a job
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: you know being his girlfriend
0: actually known as the firm
1: Yeah, exactly. Like being now that Harry's the only one who's available, but you know, and girls may swoon, but being the girlfriend and then the wife—that's not a relationship. That's that's going to be a job, and that's going to be a job for the rest of your life. The way it is for Kate now, there's no fairy tale there.
0: Because honestly, she's going to need it.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Actually, before we end this, I'll end it on a really happy piece of royal news. It's um. It's actually the Norwegian royal family, their crown princess, who I believe is called Mette-Marit, flew off to India to help look after the surrogate babies of one of her um, courtiers, who is Mm -hmm. part of a gay couple, and because she was the only one who could have a visa, a flyout, she went over there to look after the kids until their family could come and pick them up. And I thought that this was just incredibly sweet of her to do this, and everyone thought that she was the nanny, and it's like, no, that's the future queen of Norway, (laughs) just helping out around the house. Aww. Yeah. So I find that really sweet. I just thought that would be a really happy piece of news to pick up after the the, you know, the panic over the fetus. Which I'm going to keep calling it that.
2: baby <laughs> no no just makes me want to throw up. Okay. So, fake girls. Uh, why is this still... Why is this still a thing? Okay, okay. so for anyone who has missed all of this and... <laughs> for those of you who have missed all of this, I say, lucky you. There's there's always been kind of this thing about geek guys who go, oh, I wish I could find a geek girl who likes my interests, blah, blah, blah. And then one shows up and the guys are all like, are you a real geek? You're not a real geek. You're just here to pick up guys. You don't know anything. And like, there's a practically an entrance exam, <laughs> which and, no man has to take. <laughs> which no man has to take, and I you know it seems to be worse if you're conventionally hot, because if you're conventionally, if you're a conventionally hot girl, you know you couldn't possibly be interested in geek things. Uh, Felicia Day has gotten this on Twitter a lot. Like, you're, you're just a booth babe. You don't know anything about gaming, really. I mean, that's crap. And there was fairly recently a thing posted by Tony Harris, who apparently writes comics. See, watch me lose my geek cred right there, because I don't... <laughs> Really See, if we don't re- have
0: constant vigilance against this fake geek right. girl problem, what will happen?
2: Then girls right. like, I am oh, the problem. problem. I am the problem.
0: <laughs> when someone accused me uh, and Cleo Linda of being a fake geek a couple days ago, I kind of wanted to cut out the tweet and frame it. I thought it was brilliant.
2: I saw that. I was like, I don't
1: even know what that's about. Like, yeah, like who Who are you? Who's, yeah, that's who what I was asshole?
0: wondering. It just came out of nowhere. I kind of loved it. You know you but then it. I think there's a question there is, what's a real geek?
1: Right. There was um <clears throat> I didn't mean to bring it up again but uh, Bob Chipman movie Bob from Escapist magazine um he t- uh he had this fu- he went on a funny spiel in one of his videos with relate after this broke in relation to this where he said well look this is bullshit but he- let's say it wasn't bullshit let's say there were girls who j- who were just dressing up like this to get your attention. What are you complaining about? This is what you've wanted all along. You want right. to be the popular kid who other people imitate. What's right. the problem? If you really believe that, why are you raging against it? <laughs> and that, that, right. That's funny because really, if you do, if you think, what is your problem? The problem here is you just want somebody to look down on. That's what a lot of people want, because people suck.
0: (laughs) They want someone to look at who won't answer them back. I mean, these people who complain about these quote-unquote whores wearing these skimpy revealing costumes, which were mostly designed by men in gaming Mm -hmm. and in comic books, they don't complain about the actual characters in the games. They don't complain about, you know, the way that the the recent Hitman game, which had the trailer with all the the sexy nuns being slaughtered violently. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're just not tough enough if we complain about that stuff, because we're clearly not real geeks. Right. It's a ridiculous you... double standard, but obviously, you know, constant vigilance. Yeah.
2: yeah, the guys who complain about the girls who, you know, wear the skimpy, co- skimpy cosplay costumes, they don't want their skimpy hot women to be able to converse on the same level. They just want an object to look at and uh-huh. grope sometimes. Uh-huh. They don't want this hot woman to be on equal footing with them. Yeah, it's... And, I mean, there's there's a lot of misogyny that's really persistent in geek culture, and this is just a really big symptom of it, I think.
1: And here's something I noticed by breaking the rule and reading the bottom half of the internet, is mm. here's... No, <laughs> I know, I know, but somebody had to, you know, take one for the team. Um, <laughs> it was... <sighs> So there, I don't remember which of the posts it was. I think it was one of the original ones in this latest salvo of this mm-hmm. of this uh, shitstorm. Um, and in a comment, so and then there was a uh, an op-ed piece as a response, going like, "You're not the arbiter of who gets quote unquote into this apparently exclusive club of geekdom," you know, and. The commenter was like, what are you getting offended about? Because if you really are a fan, then he's not
2: writing about you, right? Like, and like, you're missing the point. Yeah. <laughs> right. But and if you, you really are, are a fan, you'll be able to pass the entrance exam. So yeah, exactly. About. A, the point is nobody's really like that. And B, the
1: point and B, you know what? Let's say they are. That's still none of your fucking business. So what? So I don't what? see what
0: they have to gain from it. That's what you have to gain from excluding people who like the same things as you from your exclusive club? I thought one of the whole the, the whole positives of geek culture and its prevalence on the internet is that you can find a community of people with like-minded interests to connect together in a way it, that you would not have done before. It's hipster geekdom, you know. It, it is it's, like... it's exactly hipster geekdom with the same level of sex as I'm expected.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think there's also a feeling of um let me try to figure out exactly how to phrase this. Like, okay, hot woman shows up in your geekdom. Hot woman is not actually interested in dating you. Hot woman just wants to find like-minded geeks. If you exclude her, then you're saying, well, it doesn't matter that she doesn't didn't want me. I don't want her around if she is not available to me. You see what I'm
0: saying? It's also not yeah. just about... It's also not just about excluding them. It's about outright condemning and threatening them, as we saw with Anita Sarkeesian of Feminist Frequency. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some background, if you've avoided this shitstorm as well. Anita Sarkeesian runs a web series called Feminist Frequency, which talks about feminism and pop culture, picks out particular tropes, um, things like um, the straw feminist trope, or uh, the mystical pregnancy in sci-fi was a really good one. And she put up a Kickstarter, um, She wanted to do some videos on sexist tropes in gaming, which is a big issue right now. She asked for $6,000, which is pretty low considering some of the stuff you can see on Kickstarter. And before she'd made a single video, before anyone had really started donating any money, this kicked up into an outright mob. It was a proper cyber mob of Mm -hmm. hatred, misogyny. Um, There was a lot of threats about people wanting to rape her. Someone posted her address online. Someone even went so far as to make a video game where you would click on a picture of her face and bruises and cuts and blood would appear. Basically the threat being we're going to beat the shit out of you and rape you for daring to question something we like.
2: Right. Um, and she was like the The whole part of the Kickstarter was to study it. To study the phenomena. Well without and... her even
0: doing anything she exactly proved their point. Uh, if anything good came out of it her she beat her total by multiple times what she was expected, I believe she got over a hundred grand at the end of it,
2: yeah. so she's
0: now going to do more videos, she's expanding her production crew and things and she's i mean she once again they've lost but they never ha what were they fighting for in the first place other than to prove that the stereotype of this horrible misogyny, it's very prevalent.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: having these people sort of egg them on to, you know, joke about raping a woman. What, what do you have to gain from that? And these weren't, like, spotty teenagers in the basement. These were grown men in their, their 20s and 30s
1: making these threats. Yeah. And the funny part is probably outside of the internet, you know, they, they do have the ability to interact with the rest of the world, including women, you know, sanely. But they just lose all semblance of humanity. Mm-hmm. When it happens on that, it's just it's it's scary. Yeah,
2: it's like the the greater internet dickwad theory mm-hmm. is more true than we really could imagine.
1: As a kind of ray of sunshine in this, I will say that my own personal um, real world experiences I, do- I somehow lucked out. Um, there I've been visiting the same hobby shop um, since I was 13, and I walked in and started like working my way through the anime shelves and the owner knew me. So I never ran into it. (laughs) I guess I didn't have to prove my credentials since I was coming in since I was a kid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there are still places out there where nobody, you know, I've never been harassed in that place, picking up comics or anything like that. So there are places where people are still sane and basically decent people. So I'm kind of hoping, I know this happens. I'm hoping that maybe it's something of a vocal minority and maybe it's, it's going to regress back, you know, into the dark hole of, out of which it crawled out of eventually. I'm hoping women don't feel frightened away from pursuing this if it interests them. Well, that was
0: something that came out on Twitter as well, was the one reason why hashtag where women who work in the gaming industry Mm -hmm. were talking about their experiences with sexism and people thinking they were just boof babes and people thinking they were there to make the tea, Uh, people questioning their credentials because they were just a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And something really great came out of that, which was one reason mentors and it was women who were interested in entering this industry, finding someone to talk to about it and ask their questions and give them support. So I think out of the sort of this, out of the darkness there can come light, and I really do appreciate that because the problem won't be solved if we just ignore it. Right. But I think oh. you are seeing a sort of backlash against a lot of the sexism in gaming. I've seen a lot more pieces. Uh, I've seen a lot more controversy and fight back against very prevalent sexism in gaming, particularly in relation to female characters. Mm-hmm. Um, when the the newest Tomb Raider game was announced, and they talked about how they kept putting Lara Croft through extreme violence and you know, attempted rape because it would help you to sympathize with the character and want to save her. It's like, yeah. yeah, I remember that moment in Halo when Chief was almost raped several times because it made me want to sympathize with him.
2: Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. And what what game was it where some guy hacked it to change the the lead character to a woman for his daughter?
0: It was one of the Zelda games. I think it, yeah. it-, yes, it was Zelda. Yeah, that is amazing.
1: Yeah, if I have. It's. It reminds me of. Um, oh, in one of these online articles, I'm sorry, I don't have an attribution, but somebody pointed out uh, that the um, the Mass Effect games, where the main character is male or female, look like, based entirely on your choice. So basically, that character was written by men as a man, and then if you chose to play a female, that would just be, you know, a different voice actor and a different look, but female shepherd wasn't over sexualized was a really great female character because men didn't try to write a woman on purpose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas the actual women NPCs, you know, you if you're having a conversation with Miranda, the camera is up her ass instead of on her face, because apparently you're having this conversation with her ass. <laughs> so it just pointed that out. Like men don't write f- male writers seems to have this thing where they don't write people. Instead, when they write people, they write a man when they have to write a woman instead of writing a person, they go, "Okay, well, breasts and rape and mm-hmm. whatever else—bullshit." Like, it's mind-boggling.
0: And it creates their own double standard. You know, if these people complain about women who put a lot of time and effort into putting together a realistic costume based on what they created, designs, and then complain yeah. about hypersexualization, it's like you were the ones pushing this in the first place. If you insist on, you know, dressing cat you know, with her zipped down to her navel, and then someone wears that at a con, you have no one to. You know, blame but yourselves for this horrible sexism that you claim that is going on. Which it is sexism, but the idea that it's you know the whole is it misandry? I don't even. I've never said that word out loud because it's not a real word. Which
2: word?
0: Is it misandry? When people claim that there's this massive prevailing sexism against men? Oh, that was so funny.
1: I just sometimes I want to. This isn't even in gaming industry, but sometimes you just want to grab a person who's making a stupid argument. and Go, loss of privilege does not equal discrimination. Yeah.
0: I had that argument online. I wrote an article um, on politics. It was about Susan Rice um, and a lot of the sort of racist language used in relation to her. And I made a point about how there is no you know, that racism against white people is not this prevailing massive problem in the same way, in the way that you know actual racism is. And I got this guy on Twitter who was commenting me and saying, "I'm sad that you don't understand how this is a thing." And you're saying that no one could be racist against a white person just because they happen to have been born white. I ended up having to block the guy because I was just laughing too hard. <laughs> But that's this exactly the the default mode of what you when when someone says that they're a geek and you the default mode that's presented really is this is usually a, a straight white guy
2: right. Particularly like the
0: industry is mainly full of straight white guys they assume that the largest majority of their their um, consumers are straight white guys they mm-hmm. appeal to the the demographic yeah, and when even someone that comes out of that inside you know when not- there's like this potentially huge demographic of women gamers <laughs> who want to play something other than what they classify as you know. The soft gaming and the same thing that all they want to do is play, like, exercise on the Kinect or something. And not only are they shutting out a massive potential profit there, they're shutting out future generations. You saw a lot of this happen when the New 52 was announced by DC and the way they handled Starfire.
2: Was that the the picture of the woman with the golden skin that was... In the beginning? yeah. Yeah. She was...
1: Because she was a big character in the Teen Titans TV show. Now, that being for the younger audience, didn't suffer some of these um, pitfalls.
2: Mm-hmm. And she
1: was a character that a lot of little girls actually really loved. And she was, she's an alien. And it, what, what in TV, in the TV show was she really strongly loves people she considers her family. You know, she's self-sacrificing. In the comics, when they're all aged up, turned into she will fuck everybody.
0: Uh-huh. She doesn't even need to remember their names, but she will still invite them into bed. Yeah. And pose like, you know, in the Escher girl's manner, which
1: seems to lack a spine. Seguing into the Hawkeye Initiative. The Hawkeye Initiative. Oh yes,
0: excellent. <laughs> oh internet,
1: you give the best <laughs> gifts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but it was a perfect example to show just how um, women and female characters are treated in that industry and say, well is this happening to the men? Mm-hmm. If not, why is it not? And then show what it's like. There was a, a web comic that did that with Batman as well. But you see it a lot now. Hopefully it will make a point. And hopefully it won't just be, oh, look at those fake geek girls. Oh, look, men are sexualizing comics as well. Yeah, one Nightwing yeah. equals a million Poison Ivies. Well done. Right.
2: So the, the Hawkeye initiative um, is that people are taking the character of Hawkeye, my favorite Avenger. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry. Anyway, what was it you were saying about Arrow is just not about Stephen and L's ads. ass? Um, it's true. That is about <laughs> too. Anyway, um, see, look at me, sexualizing men. Um, the You're the problem, Raiden. You're- I am the problem. I Andrei- have problems. <laughs> I'm a fake geek girl. I objected by men. I don't play video games because I don't have the money for that kind of outlay, and I never have. Anyway, so the Hawkeye initiative is that they're taking the character of Hawkeye and redrawing him into the same positions that a lot of female characters in comic books are. And it's utterly ridiculous because, you know, joints don't work like that. Torsos don't work like that. Your back is not a slinky. Well, I know someone whose back is a slinky. You could probably get in some of those positions and he would be really pretty well doing Did it too. you see the comment
1: where the guy actually said You're, but girl's bones stretch? That's a- yes, I that. saw that one! <laughs> what was this? Some guy like it was a comment and I, I think it was screenshotted so I saw it on Tumblr so I'm not yep. entirely sure which which forum or medium it came from but uh, in it was a discussion of the Hawkeye Initiative and this guy's argument was yes, but as we all know from biology, girl's bones do stretch
0: he was trolling surely right
1: no i think he actually meant it like it I was written serious. i don't think it was fake like as a troll i think he actually really meant it the way it was written yeah
0: well that's a new one <laughs>
1: right oh my gosh you know the funny part is i introduced the hawk initiative tumblr to my husband and only after seeing that did he um come across the the picture of uh, Jeremy Renner doing the boobs and butt pose better than any <laughs> woman ever could. Do you know the picture? We'll link it yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. And he pointed yeah. it out to me. He's like, look, he's actually doing it. And I, and I explained to him, that's really why it's the Hawkeye Initiative because Jeremy Renner is kind of known for being the strong female <laughs> heroine better than any actual female. And <laughs> yeah, and he actually does the... It's funny. And that post still kills me. That picture still kills me every time. Yeah. <laughs> so th- yeah.
0: There's a couple of Tumblers to check out. One is the Escher Girls Tumblr and the other one, which I had, I don't think has been updated in a while, but it's boobs don't work that way. <laughs> uh, very self-explanatory. It mostly concentrates on anime and manga because, you know, the, the Japanese animation
1: oh, okay. industry is
0: it's, it's very um, fascinating on the front uh, of There's um, biology. A,
1: an actual term on TV Tropes, gynaxing. Gynax being um oh, yeah, Gary an anime production company and oh, okay. being um a very specific example of having female characters whose breasts are like in this constant um state of undulating motion up and you know bound. I can only assume what gravity works
0: entirely differently in Japan as it does yeah. in the rest of the world. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was a great bit of uh talent. Another great um little comic thing that came out of tumblr is somebody actually drew the the gamer mama oh yeah, I've
0: yeah. Seen that.
1: that was fun which is another thing we'll link in show notes and um it's a, a short comic if somebody imagined like what if we had this really kick-ass um older woman so who's who's been a geek for
2: a yeah who's been time. a gamer since since the the first uh nintendo and
1: in my day we had to shoot at ducks yeah that yeah. if she could just <laughs> sometimes you just want somebody who will protect you from the ugliness and she will protect you from the slime and the ugliness and yep. it's quite nice it reminds me of uh, of uh my mom when i tease her about being confused about something about modern computers and she just snaps at me that if it wasn't ones and zeros she could do just fine <laughs> <laughs> because she was a programmer back, and it was back when it was just ones and zeros.
0: That was an interesting yeah. thing as well to point out about this sort of magical bastion of exclusivity that is supposedly geek culture for these guys. Is that geek culture is no longer on the fringe; it's pretty mainstream. Yeah, I mean, you you can't look at something like the, the DC Marvel output of movies and claim that this is, you know, small indie movies that are being made just for the fan base. You know, I highly doubt that they. They made the Avengers solely for fans to watch. There's a reason it's one of the most successful movies of the year. I believe it's the most successful movie of the year, actually. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's the kind of the made of fail mantra that we were unpopular before it was cool, but it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the the geek umbrella is really big. And I know there's this urge of, well, I'm popular now. Being popular means that I get to look down on people. But that's what hipsters are. I I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I just. Like. look. We can break the cycle. We're capable of doing that. I think you just have to do it. It does
1: remind me of. um, When. The Amazing Spider-Man came out how many months ago now, and um, some of the reviews focused the discussion on Spider-Man when that character originated uh, and Peter Parker was quote unquote a nerd. It meant something different than what it means now, you know. So originally he was kind of the unpopular boy who's always in the science lab, or was flashing with his camera, whereas now you have this brooding cool sexy hipster guy (laughs) who's just misunderstood you know but it's cool that he knows how to
2: do science (laughs) and
1: computers so
2: with the artfully tousled hair yeah you can't be a brooding hipster without artfully tousled hair unless it's shaped i wonder if
1: other communities
0: have this sort of fake you know fake fake fan attitude like do sports fans sort of weed out people who only pretend to like football to be in with their friends or do politics nerds. Actually, I'm a politics nerd. I need to find out if we weed people out in this manner, because I think that'd be quite you know, funny. The, what do you, you mean, mean you don't understand how the House <laughs> of Lords works, you fake geek? Right.
2: Well, um, I you know. don't totally understand the the British political <laughs> system, so...
0: I might, I was going to put together like a little um, colourful chart primer. for you, so I, just,
2: <laughs> I mean, I know that the sports fans have, like, the there's the bandwagon fans who only only get invested in the team when they're doing well. But the true fans, the, the Fenway faithful have been through the Red Sox, through thick and thin and all of the downs and, downs and downs and downs and downs and downs. And then, then they won a couple of World Series. Now everyone loves the Red Sox, but of course everyone loves the Red Sox. It's Boston. You like wearing Yankees stuff is basically the equivalent of asking for it. <laughs> the leader and, of my political
0: party is a Red Sox fan.
2: <laughs> well, good for him. Good for him. And yeah, then again,
0: of course, women don't like sports. Why would mm, Eric... They're they only there just to get guys because that, women have that much respect. That's another one. Their
1: hands. Yeah. If you're a woman who likes sports, you have to pass the test. Yeah. And you see that in movies a lot, actually, if you think about it. That's even more commonly now pro- than um, the geek one. But I could probably think of quite a few examples of... We've all seen that movie where the girl says, I'm a fan, and the, the, the guy sneers... You know, oh, we
2: oh, really? like, watch
1: a game on Sunday And then she rattles off stats and, and player names And yeah. oh, now everything is good Because she's just proven she really is a fan Yeah, She's allowed to be here
0: Because so. they're sassy that way
2: mm-hmm. Wait, that was
0: actually something that happened this summer Because um, London had the Olympics
2: mm-hmm.
0: And it's really, this is kind of the first time we've seen a way In which female athletes have been given the same level of coverage And praise that male athletes have Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, um, we do Sports Personality of the Year, and there are 12 nominees. And for the first time, there have been almost as many women as there have been men nominated for it. Mm. Um, but, the, but, um, but the way that they were sort of, um, after it was all done, you had the photo sh- um, shoots to do and all the female athletes. These women who could you know, beat the crap out of you who could run faster than you, carry more weights, had to be photographed wearing pretty frilly dresses and had to be interviewed on. Is it not nice to just sort of relax from all that running and have girly moments? And then all the men just basically pose like, they're posing like Iron Man in a comic. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's this idea that this is sort of a a nice little hobby for girls to do instead of it being a full-time career.
1: Right. There's this, uh, it's a McDonald's commercial here in Canada. You know how when Olympics happen and all these athletes all are always in all of the advertisements, and that's fine. Oh, but yeah. if you think about it, it's kind of a sad one, because uh, this particular one, it's hockey. So these two guys come across two women playing street hockey, and they join them in a 2-2 game, and, you know, they have fun. Uh, and the women beat the pants off them, and then they're just having lunch at McDonald's afterwards, and the guys are like, you guys really should do this professionally. And the women smirk at each other, and then the, the overlay text tells you that they are the... The women's olympic gold medal hockey team mm-hmm. but of course what the commercial doesn't tell he's like the guys didn't recognize them you think they'd right. walk past Sidney crosby and not recognize <laughs> him no they'd recognize Sidney crosby am i just really canadian right now say this name like a, a little <laughs> bit a little bit
2: but it's okay
0: <laughs> so something you know, happened this summer one of the british athletes was an 18 year old girl called zoe smith who was a weightlifter and, you know, she can lift twice her body weight, and you know, she can lift most men above her head. Uh, and a lot of the criticism she was getting was, oh, this is such an unfeminine sport. And we had our, f- you know, women's boxing was in the Olympics for the first time this year. And a lot of the focus on that was, oh, but should women really be doing this? It's such a, Fuck. I mean, the way they would describe women is like, oh, it's well, delicate. Well, be
1: doing this? Because I don't think anyone should be doing it.
0: boxing, Yeah, but the a- idea that... Yeah. Women should get back in the kitchen, or that they should, you know, oh, stay sit and doing their nails or something instead of doing something that they've trained their entire lives to do, was was so patronising. And then all of a sudden, Britain won a gold medal, so it was okay. We were all suddenly really for people getting their brains beaten out. Well. <sighs>
2: uh.
0: Real Britannia. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so. I'm just browsing Hawkeye Initiative right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh my God! The I just went to the Hawkeye Initiative in that last post at the top right now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, people are so talented. Thank you, people. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I mean, the sheer amount of um, le- uh, sheer amount of material this thing's gonna have based solely on Rob Liefeld is gonna be amazing.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but really, we need to thank Jeremy Renner. We do for his we amazing do. ass. Hey,
2: which is just <laughs> and his amazing. Everything else. Did did you see my most recent review at Smart Bitches? Oh
1: yes, yes, German yep. runner spaces.
2: <laughs> which I, I have to thank you, Kaylee, for for the idea of doing a gif full review. <laughs>
0: Well, you picked someone a little cooler than I did. (laughs) Well,
2: yes, but the book was really
0: that bad. There there are times where nothing else will call for it other than GIFs. I I spent a lot of time avoiding it because I'd gotten the reputation for being the the bully blogger bitch. Um, And I just felt like, I'll I'll do my reviews, I'll do them analytically, I'll do them seriously, and then I read that book and I was like, I can't. I need humour. I need laughter.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I said for that review, um, I I really wanted to see what Eugenia Riley could do when not you know being Fabio's ghostwriter, and I really wanted her to be good, and it wasn't. And Jeremy Renner has the best what the fuck faces in the world, I think. So there was just nowhere else to go with that. <laughs> Especially since I only made it through 37% of the book
0: These things naturally come
2: together Sometimes
0: you just When in need it will come to you
2: (laughs) If you snark it will come If (laughs) you snark it will come And that was easily the most Popular review I've ever done I kind of feel like I should send him a thank you note But that might be (laughs) creepy
1: (laughs) Thank you for your face
2: Thank you for your face and your butt, and your arms, and your—you know—the <laughs> last picture of you just sort of writhing on the ground—that was pretty nice too. Thank Hawker. you. Your contribution to
0: mankind will not go unrewarded. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All
1: right. Before I get completely sucked in, into the vortex of the Haka Initiative, I thought we could um, mention the big, the the really big geek news that happened over the last couple of days, being the new Star Trek trailer.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Ah yes. Yeah. I woke up to it. I didn't realise it was coming um out just, you know, at midnight, so I woke up to my Tumblr Dash just exploding. Exploding in all the Star Trek feels.
0: Yeah. And ironically, with a lot of Jeremy Renner gifts for some reason when I checked out. <laughs> yeah. The man is so versatile. He needs did. for Jeremy. Cross
1: <laughs> yeah. I did um it's really nice to have. It's always really nice to have a trailer of a movie you're waiting for because you feel like they really are moving forward with it. Um, nice to see Benedict Cumberbatch. That's
2: um, true. Although we're gonna have another explosion of the Sherlock fandom. Oh, bring being, it! I can't stand the Sherlock, the Sherlock fandom. <sighs> I have
1: seen actual posts on Tumblr um, where because The Hobbit is coming up. Oh, and I have tickets to the premiere. IMAX HFR3D, there are more letters after the film name than there are in the film name. But there are actual posts on Tumblr where people who are looking forward to the movie are actively asking the Sherlock fandom not to, basically not to be too loud during the film screaming out Sherlock things at Martin Freeman, Mm -hmm. um, who plays Bilbo, and to just let the actual Lord Tolkien fandom enjoy the film they've been waiting for. Yeah. And I have a feeling that before Star Trek itself comes out, there's probably going to be similar posts going, we know you love Benedict Cumberbatch, but can we please right. just enjoy this movie? There's some really intense discussions now as to the name of the character Benedict Cumberbatch plays, because there were some people who were convinced it was going to be Khan, mm-hmm. and um, a new character introduced in the trailer makes people think that this is based on actually the first episode of the TV show, which makes... Which makes benedict cumberbatch um i think it's garrett mitchell it's, it's yeah guy? yeah so and people have a lot of opinions Everybody's <laughs> just dying to find out uh what this is and it, it's kind of funny um i'm a fan of star trek in that i've followed ever since i moved to canada the tv shows that were actually airing then i have followed um i'm not the diehard fan who went back to watch the original, but I know enough about it, so I'm kind of just mildly amused, but people just have to know.
2: Yeah. They can't possibly go into this movie not knowing who it is. They have to know. (laughs) Loads of speculation on the internet? Shocker. (laughs) Yeah. So, but uh, I will
1: mention this in that uh, I found out after the original Star Trek movie was out for a few months that a lot of really interesting and rich backstory was not just in the deleted scenes, because I've seen those, but in the comics,
2: mm-hmm. there
1: was an entire background to what the, the, the villain's motivate well, the antagonist's motivation why did he hate Spock that much? You know? And there was apparently a comic which it, it was actually a really interesting story, and it kind of transforms the movie, and it transforms how you view the character, and why didn't they just make that movie? You know? Because we needed more boom. Right. Um, and so now, now apparently there, there are tie-in comics already in existence, which are in this new movie universe, which do introduce the Mitchell character. So for people who, who really care, I I think the thing to do here is to read the comics and probably people who have their speculation is probably much more informed mm-hmm. than those of us who haven't. But I do think it's a pity for them to opt to put some of these things into comics as opposed to the actual movies. I guess I understand the marketing idea here, being that they're trying to make the movies more for the casual audience, the ca- or they're trying to achieve that balance where the fans will love it, but maybe the people who are more her casual audience won't feel lost right. uh, i do think they they made a little stumble i think they underestimated how much the casual audience would enjoy a, go- a good antagonist you know proper motivations so i hope this will not be the case with the second film i hope they they don't leave out too much
2: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah i mean i could go out and read the comics but it's, i want the movie to be the whole package too right well, it's a
0: downloadable content argument you know why should you have to pay extra add ons just mm-hmm. to complete the story? Mm-hmm. I do think there, I, I get the marketing incentive of it as well, but I do think there is something slightly cheap about it. Particularly for something like Star Trek. You know, people are going to pay a lot of money to see Star Trek anyway.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This isn't
0: something that you need to milk every penny out of. Oh, obviously, which they will because, you know, high capitalism. But I'm, we're, we're all still going to watch this film. I saw Star Trek twice actually when it came out. <laughs> people are going to see this film multiple times. Give them a little bit of credit. Yeah, I think I mean, if, a, if Christopher uh, Nolan's career has proven nothing else, is that you can make a big blockbuster movie that's still packed full of, you know, talking scenes and intelligent moments and doesn't require you to say, oh,
2: look, boom. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know there's always a boom tomorrow.
1: <sighs> yeah, but these movies are J.J. Abrams, so lens flare.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> Needs more flare.
1: Did you say, I don't know if you guys, uh, I, I have the movie on Blu-ray, so one of the uh, extra things is it's literally, I think, a five-minute... Bit of nothing but JJ Abrams going needs more flair, needs more flair, needs more flair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the sort of opposite of what Michael Bay does, which is just needs more tits, <laughs>
1: right.
0: needs more racism. Damn it,
2: <sighs> <sighs> well, my
0: dad is a diehard Lost fan, so he will watch anything that JJ Abrams' name is attached to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Has Did... you seen Mission Impossible
0: 4? Oh. Yes, we went to see that actually. I think we were actually all really surprised by how good it was. I know, right.
2: I watched it last weekend when I was I had a cold, so I was like, I could go see Anna Karenina. Or <laughs> <laughs> I can stay at home on the couch and just download movies from Amazon. Hmm.
0: That's the movie that made me really want to see Brad Bird get the Star Wars 7 gig.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's got it in him. However so I mean, did I just, you have to go just, see it? Okay, did did you we see jump it this last time?
1: Yeah, or? we talked yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah we talked about the star wars directors there's a little more confirmation now isn't there i remember Matthew Art-
0: Vaughn is the name yeah. that's all been but confirmed Hmm. Jason it's- Fleming who's a friend of his that he works with occasionally accidentally let it slip so it's not really confirmation as such but i think everyone's treating it as if it is at least stone. for
1: one of them maybe not for the first one i remember reading i
0: questions. think for the first one it's certainly the case yeah um I don't know how I feel about it. I don't mind his work. I feel like he works a lot better when he's not under massive studio pressure. But for this, he's going to be under massive studio pressure.
1: Because
0: X-Men First Class has a good movie in it somewhere, but it has been (laughs) rushed out so quickly. And then for all of a sudden, the final 25 minutes, Michael Fassbender drops the German accent and is proper Irish. And they basically decided they were going to cram what should have been the sequel into the final 20 minutes of the movie and there's too many characters,
1: and just... Did you see the news for that? The news for um, X-Men Days of Future Past? It's Brian Singer, isn't it? Ooh. Though the news um, I'm thinking about is that they confirmed which of the... some of the returning cast. So they confirmed that Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, I'm not... I'm thinking of the right name for Magneto, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, are going to be in it. And they, yeah. con- they confirmed, aside from uh, McAvoy and Passbender, uh, I think they confirmed Jennifer Lawrence. And they confirmed the actor who played the Beast, whose name I can't...
2: Uh, Kelsey Grammer.
1: No, not the original Beast. The, the oh, first-class oh, Beast.
2: I haven't first-class.
1: Right. Yeah. So they confirmed those. So um, I didn't see... I don't remember any confirmation of the, co- the quote-unquote older cast's um, act- X-Men so, but there's th- so there's those bits of casting coming in from which you can kind of piece together i think which which sto- how the score- story is going to shape i think by looking at the ratio of first class actors versus you know original trilogy act let's call it duology of the good movies <laughs> original movie actors you can kind of piece together how the story is going to play out mm-hmm. the balance of that story so that that's a little interesting lots of lots of movie speculation fodder really
2: yeah. It's true.
1: Because there's been uh, Guardians of the Galaxy casting news as well. Yeah, Lee Pace. Oh, please be Lee Pace. I love Lee Pace.
0: <laughs> we'll watch should... Lee Pace in anything. We'll d- it's true. Except Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's true. I still- However, I f- having listened to the Made a Fail episode on Breaking Dawn Part 2, I feel like I've seen it, so I'm good. <laughs> I will say this. I thought the
1: very quickly. That part of the book was probably the best she's done in, in that series. So, and Lee Pace got, like, the best character. So, good for him.
2: <laughs> 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 out of that possible, you know. I'm, I'm sure he got a tidy little paycheck out of it. So. Yeah. And,
1: look, whatever we say, it is an enormously popular franchise. So, I know the actors, right? Like, it's it's good work for them. Yeah. So, but he, uh, I still need to watch the fall I've seen the review of <gasps> The Fall, and that looks like the most breathtaking and gorgeous movie.
0: Oh, it is. It is. It is pure eye porn. It's so beautiful.
1: And of course, uh, I, I have uh, the first season of Pushing Daisies on Blu-rays. i got to rewatch it. But he's not actually, he's not in the first Hobbit movie. He's going to be in the second one. So I'm just going to spend the oh. first one going Needs more Lee Pace. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> he
1: is in Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day.
0: I haven't seen that. You guys should watch. My net,
1: that's in my Netflix queue. I would, especially if you are kind of staying in for that rainy day and feel like something heartwarming but fluffy, but just, oh, that that's a great movie to watch. I really highly recommend it. But, Kaylee, you mentioned, I think you went to actually see Anna Karina? I haven't, sorry.
0: I haven't, I still yet. haven't had yeah.
1: a chance I'm actually. not going to, There's but I tra- want somebody to just tell me everything that's. <laughs> well, that's
0: the I, thing. I'm all probably going to go either this, this afternoon or, no, or tomorrow. I'm, All right. stru- I'm probably gonna dra- I think we're gonna we're gonna have to see the Hobbit obviously. I think that might be our family pre Christmas treat, because we did that with the Lord of the Rings films.
2: Yeah. Um
0: I really want I need to see the Master because I've waited a very long time to see the Master. <laughs> um and Lamez, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. When is that what's the date for that? Christmas. In UK it's January. it's Christmas Day in
2: America, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what it is in Canada.
1: Oh, usually we get the same release dates as the US. Right. I, I wonder that, if that's because they anticipate the
2: border. <laughs> Yeah you
1: can just drive across the border I think that's what they're pre-anticipating there So At <laughs> okay. this weekend we're having a Lord of the Rings marathon We have the, the extended editions On Blu-ray So my husband's
2: like well The Hobbit's coming out This next weekend we have to do Lord of the Rings Rewatch <laughs> yeah, One of the big theaters downtown Is doing a, an extended Edition marathon today
0: Wow, which. now that is dedication. Mm-hmm. That is dedication. That is no, bladder this is, control.
2: This is the same theater that also did the Marvel movie marathon for midnight release of the Avengers. So before the, the midnight release, you could see all six Avengers movies in a row. Oh, God. I mean, obviously with breaks, so you could go pee and get food, <laughs> right. which I'm sure they made a shit ton of money on. And if it hadn't been at the beginning of finals period... I totally would have done it. (laughs) And a friend of mine from school actually did do the entire marathon and the Avengers. (laughs) Then took a final two days later. (laughs) She graduated. It's fine. That's dedicated.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But also speaking of movie news, did you see that bit um, of an interview with Peter Jackson where he diplomatically talks about the Tolkien estate and their view towards the movies no um there's we'll link it in the show notes but um basically the way this works is that Tolkien is the one who sold the rights to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit Silmarillion and other related material wasn't actually published in his lifetime um his son I believe Christopher uh is the one who who published those like you know he collected his father's notes and you know published this new material so those movie rights have not been sold and apparently the Tolkien estate so I guess Christopher Tolkien I think he's still the person in charge um they they don't seem to like the movies maybe I don't know if they don't like the execution or if they don't like the idea I mean uh Peter Jackson wasn't he wasn't ranting about it, so you know he was kind of diplomatically mentioning it. So he didn't go into details, but they're just not—they don't like it. So they're not selling the rights to, like, say, the Silmarillion.
2: I—I I haven't read the Silmarillion. Um, actually, I tried to read The Hobbit and didn't really get into it. And I read Fellowship and I got bogged down somewhere in the marshes in <laughs> Two Towers. <laughs> um, pun totally intended. Um, so I haven't read The Cimmerillion, but I did have a friend give me an entire summary of it. It took her a couple of hours.
1: I just I read the Encyclopedia of Arda.
2: Yeah. I'll link it in the
1: show notes. Uh, it's basically the, the wiki, the complete wiki of the Tolkien uh-huh. universe.
2: But what, what she told me is it doesn't sound like it's that filmable
1: probably isn't but I wonder uh, if in this case it's more of a from what I understand um, the appendices are being used to fill in a lot of the gaps in say the Hobbit movies that's what extended to three movies and that's what happened with say Arwen's character in the original Lord of the Rings Right. but I guess because the appendices are part of the published books they have the right to use that and I wonder whether they actually would run into legal trouble using any bit of information that was specific to the, the books they don't have the rights to,
2: right?
1: I'm not sure how that exactly um, how that exactly works, and I, and, you know, considering that they have managed to extend, you know, to fill in the gaps in these movies, I'm sure they could have done something with the Silmarillion had they really wanted to, mm-hmm. <laughs> because money, <laughs> right? Um, but I do wonder if maybe it's best. But I kind of, I'm just kind of curious what exactly the problem is, um. That the Tolkien's family has with the movies because I'm just, I, they're, they're good. I know if you're a diehard fan, I mean, they do change some things, but I, I, I'm just curious, you know, I would yeah. love to know what it is they don't like because I really don't f- like, I feel like the material is being respected.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I haven't actually read anything by Tolkien, but. My grandmother is a die-hard Lord of the Rings fan. She's read the books numerous times and she thinks that... Not that the movies are faultless, but they've managed to cut out what needed to be cut out. They've managed to put it together in the way that it should have been done. I mean, she doesn't really think... And I don't really think it really could have been done any better. My problem with The Hobbit being free movies is that it's its inevitably going to be quite baggy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the, the great thing about the original free movies is there are moments where it's just so... Tightly plotted and it works brilliantly, and the pacing works where it needs to. And I, I don't see it working with the Hobbit. Maybe because I thought two movies was too much, let alone what three. Right. I get wanting to add extended material and things, but these movies are all about three hours each. From well, they haven't released the time long the other two are going to be. But if they're going to be the same length as number one, that's still nine hours for what is about a three hundred and fifty page book or the version I have is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plus extended material It it feels, I, I don't want to say it feels too much like a cash grab Because I don't think Peter Jackson's George Lucas
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like he has
0: a lot more self-respect I feel like he has a lot more respect for the material Mainly because it's not his material
2: Yeah mm.
0: but, uh, And he, he makes naturally long movies anyway You know, King Kong is over three hours long <laughs> Um, The Lovely Bones is like three hours long, I believe Mm-hmm this is just naturally... He, he does epic films now, even before he used to do very sick zombie movies. I love the evolution of that man's career. I think it's amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, speaking also of The Hobbit, this has been clearly like the best week Stephen Colbert has had in his life ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had Hobbit Week all this week, and he had Ian McKellen on on Monday, where he told... Sir Ian McKellen things about Gandalf that Ian McKellen did not know. Aw. He was adorable. (laughs) He had Martin Freeman on, who is still kind of flabbergasted that he is now a Lego. (laughs) (laughs) He had Andy Serkis, which I haven't watched yet, and he also had Peter Jackson, and the whole set was decorated to look like Rivendell, and he cheerfully caressing his uh, replica of Sting. <laughs> I mean, the, the man is one of the biggest Tolkien nerds in the world, and he's just like it's very hard it, it's really funny watching him try to like separate out Stephen, the Tolkien nerd who, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god this is the best week of my life, and Colbert, the character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and he's going to be in one of the movies
0: as well.
1: Is he?
2: He's he... going to
0: cameo in one of the in the background of one of the shots. He, yeah.
2: yeah was he pretty... was he was invited down to the set, and he and Peter talked about that. And... Andy
1: Serkis is apparently second unit director. Something I found out from an interview I read with him. I'm so excited recently. for that. And uh, the te- I, I'm excited that the technology of motion capture uh, for Gollum has evolved to the point where the motion capture and the actual filming that happens at the same time. Mm-hmm. so he's actually on the set acting yeah um, so I'm um, and they're saying that the the evolution of the technology allows golem uh, Gollum's face to be now even more animated like there's more muscles and it there's will moving. match Andy Serkis even more closely so that should be good yeah
0: well I'm a big Andy Serkis fan he also gave my favorite um, comment on Lord of the Rings they asked him to sum up the entire movies up in one sentence so he just said frustrated boy loses ring
1: <laughs> oh
0: yeah. So he also did a movie where he played Ian Jury from Ian Jury and the Blockheads called Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, and he is amazing in it. He's scarily good. So I don't know if the movie got a, a cross, you know, a North American release, or if the Blockheads are really a big band in America.
2: I've never. Uh, heard you know it. the
0: song "Hit Me with Your Rhythm Stick"? That was one of theirs. <laughs> um, so if you, if you ever get the chance to watch it. Even if you know nothing about the band, he is just scarily good in it, and it's always good to see his face in a movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I even under I, a layer I, of CGI, which is how we really see his face nowadays, is just under layers of
2: CGI. Yeah, well, he was he was in The Prestige as you know himself, not himself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, well, see, he was David Bowie's assistant, right?
1: Yes, he was. Best job ever. <laughs> yeah. But I was specifically thinking of the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It's true.
2: I mean, I. I really think that he, he and Sean Astin should have been nominated for Oscars for Return of the King. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the reason that was given for why he wasn't nominated for The Two Towers was, well, it was a CGI character. And so there was this lovely little scene at the beginning of The Return of the King where he's there uh-huh. as a hobbit, as Smeagol. So they could have justified it, but they didn't. Well, we, I'm sure we will have
1: plenty to talk about on our awards podcast when we discuss how behind the times the Oscars are.
2: It's true. It's true. I'm really looking forward to that episode. Oh, couple- I'm so
0: behind with the awards movies this year, just because I'm not in no. the big city near the cinema. So, but then again, the thing about the Oscars, it's one of the most predictable awards in the world to to guess hmm. who's going to get what. So anyone can predict the Oscars. If I can do it, anyone can do it, people. <laughs> and also because the acting nominations this year Are going to be really good looking So, <laughs> Yep and probably pretty white Oh yeah there is that as well My friend, um, friend of mine is a movie reviewer And he says if Catherine Bigelow gets nominated For best director again I already call the Deuce Bigelow headlines <laughs> uh, oh. oh there's another thing since we were talking about Fake geek girls and things Professional oh. troll coke snorting dickhead oh, Brett oh. Easton Ellis Made a comment about how the only reason Catherine Bigelow won her Oscar The first time a woman has won a Best Directing Oscar In I believe it was 80 years at the time Only won because she's And I quote really hot
1: Yeah Ellen Barkin had the best response
0: (laughs) I love her she was just She was on fire
1: Okay, hold on, let me just find it. I'm googling as fast as I can. Right, here's the exchange. So he actually tweeted, quote, Catherine Bigelow would be considered a mildly interesting filmmaker if she was a man, but since she's a very hot woman, she's really overrated. Ellen Barkin's response, and if you were a, quote, very hot woman, you'd still be a shit
2: writer. (laughs) Absolutely true.
1: Accurate. She
0: seemed to be rooted in a really strange contradiction, which was, she only... Gets the amount of attention that she does because she's really, really hot. Therefore, if that were the case, the women, w- the, the industry would be overrun by really, really hot women instead of the number of directors being women being something like fifteen percent.
2: Right.
0: He also seems to forget that the best film anyone has ever made out of a Brett Easton Ellis book is American Psycho, which was directed by Mary Harron.
1: Which is uh, the second half of uh, Ellen Barkin's tweet. You know, uh, Mary Harron made the best book you ever wrote. <laughs>
0: From what I believe Noel actually told me it was that like he had real criticisms about Mary Harron's work in that film. It's like, what, because she cut out all the crap? Oh. I mean, I, I really like American Psycho, the movie. It's actually one of my favourites. And I think it's better than the book by Miles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of the rare instances where that happens, maybe because she cuts out some of the truly misogynist stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's satire, and the whole point of the the story is that this man is more interested in materialistic goods. He gets, much better, he gets a bigger frill out of... Terrible 80s music and expensive shirts, and he does out of uh, murdering women, and that's how it's expressed for the film and the movie. But there are some bits in that book where you read it and you really think that this man has a problem, which is exhibited by his Twitter feed quite extensively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going for the full troll bingo because he also said the man's also really obsessed with Fifty Shades of Grey and was constantly talking about how he wanted to direct it. Oh, yeah. Because Matt Bomer's too gay for the role. Oh, yeah. So, Matt Bomer's also got really good taste, probably, so
1: who was oh gosh now i'm gonna embarrass myself because this certainly recently blew up into news because a man who was i think he's picked to direct one of the avengers like marvel movie sequels. Gunn. yes somebody picked out comments he made about two years ago but they were very sexist and homophobic they were about like a a poll of the sexiest comic book characters yeah uh, and there's we'll link that so that was another bit to the whole this the and n- people care now because of course he's attached this huge name franchise and yes this was a while ago but I mean I'm pretty sure this is this is the kind of the kind of mindset he has but what I'm really thinking why it matters is that well imagine you're now one of the um, female actors or crew who are working on that movie and you have to go on set and know that this is really how what he thinks of you and you know, character you play and
2: <sighs> I
0: was really annoyed by a lot of the defense as well which was oh he was writing satire and it's like well he's not a very good writer so you should be worrying about the movie on that front if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> um, someone on Twitter it wasn't Twitter it was Tumblr posted <clears throat> um, this, the subway test for satire which is imagine you're on a subway there's, there's a woman on a subway alone mm-hmm. um, and you're the only person there if you read out some of the things that James Gunn wrote to her Claiming that mm-hmm. they were a joke, would she be offended? Would she be scared? Now she is scared, and you have failed in your task. And I believe there was a bit where, how, in reference to Batwoman, Batwoman who uh, is gay, which was, oh, I'm sure there are plenty of guys who'd like to have a go at turning her, and it was. This no, idea that, it yeah, was.
1: Bring her, her into DC. Iron Man will straight yes, up turn her. Yeah, and I was like, oh god. No. Which is
0: also horrific because that's something that still happens to this day. Yeah, which exactly. Women are attacked and raped by men claiming that they can turn them. This isn't a mm-hmm. fantasy. This isn't something that
2: women this isn't need to a joke.
0: about. This is something that happens. Yeah, yeah. Has, he has a well, I, I say apologize. He's given the whole. You know, I was trying to be funny. I'm sorry if you were offended. Kind of thing. I believe.
2: Um, well, it was. I think his apology was a little bit better. Like I was trying to be funny, and I read it, and now I'm like, oh, that was not funny. I'm glad um, he acknowledges that. I think is, even... is is a step better than the I'm sorry you were offended. Yeah. Although apology now
1: apology. that he's attached to this really mainstream big name thing, he has to do damage control. Like he can't get away right with just, you know, shrugging it off quite as easily. I mean, he they st- he and people like him can still get away with it to an extent, but if there is now PR attached, I don't know if we should be grateful for, you know, PR spin machines, but <laughs> there we go. And on that depressing note, have we exhausted our rage? Our feminist rage. Our feminist <laughs> rage. Our misandry,
2: <laughs> it's an inexhaustible our fake fake tank rage. <laughs> yeah. I I think so. Um so, on a different note, Alina, um, do you have a tech recommendation that's for right this month? I do. Uh my
1: tech recommendation for this month is uh music Bee. uh this is a program i found after i switched from an iphone to an android phone and um itunes doesn't sync with android phones so i was looking for something music Bee is basically your itunes alternative um it can it's good because it can import itunes libraries and i believe windows media player libraries um it It's really good at organizing, and it can sync with various devices, including, I think, some iPods. The only thing, really, it doesn't have, which iTunes has, is the iTunes Store, but since iTunes songs are DRM-free now, that's all I do is I buy them from the store, then I close down iTunes and open up MusicBee, and I was quite happy to find it because it's made life with an Android phone that much easier. Okay. I think
2: that... Pretty much wraps everything up Next month we will be Talking about the award season And Tina Fey And Amy Poehler and how awesome They're going to be hosting the Golden Globes Because they will So much better than Seth MacFarlane But I will save my rage for that podcast (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Um, And next month we're going to have A special guest to talk about it We will review at a later date If anyone has any comments or questions or snide remarks or want to tell us how awesome our accents are, except for mine because mine is boring and American, um, you can email us at anglofees at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at anglofees. And until next time, we are signing out. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Anglophies, a made-of-fail production.